When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. What is it? I don't know. <laughs> that sometimes sounds really bad. Sometimes it goes a little longer. No, it's. Oh, it's literally. There. Oh, it just cut uh, cut a half of it out. Oh, is it no, the new cable? I wonder if it's yeah. Well, that yeah, sucks. Right, we'll work it out. Anyway, Tom Bernard show with co-host <laughs> Catherine Brandt, Andy Brandt Bernard, Cassie Schrader, and we'll be right back. Kick things off. I believe Kristen Burt's going to be calling in right away, right? Yeah. I believe. This yep, there she is. making my brain hurt. I know. Okay. We'll be right back. <laughs> I don't know back. what's going on with <laughs> We'll be back, Tom Bernard. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walzer Automotive continues to grow. They think it's because of their upfront pricing, no haggle or hassle sales experience. And working with one person from start to finish. I think we all know it's because of the loyal podcast listeners. I've said it a million times before. I won't endorse a company that I don't believe in, and Walzer's no exception. I've bought several cars from them, as has my family. I know what you're thinking. Tommy got some special deal. Well, the truth is we paid the Walzer best price just like everyone else. Walzer will sell about 35,000 cars this year, and you can't do that if your prices aren't great. Do yourself a favor. When it's time to shop for a new or used car, go to walzer.com and give them a shot. You won't be sorry. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, no, yeah I think bad. it must be the cord. Oh, well. 
It's weird how it would make the audio quality lower, though. It sounds like it's underwater. It does. Hollywood. Well, apparently we have a crappy aux cord. Sorry, Kristen. <laughs> what are you going to do? Your fanfare was squashed. It was. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> so what's the buzz with you? What's the buzz? Uh, Emmys this week. So we start off with the uh, Creative Arts Emmys this weekend. So that's Saturday and Sunday. And then a week later, but on a Monday night, uh, so a week and a day, you get the um, primetime Emmys on Monday, September 17th. So, like, everything just kind of kicks off this week. Oh, so there now you so you'd be busy as a, a mad woman is that the plan it is and i was laughing because everyone's like what'd you do on the weekend i'm like well besides working because i did have to work this weekend and so you think you can dance was running last night i'm like i laid on my couch because i know that the next two weeks mm. i'm going to be out of pretty much every single night so i was horizontal are there any surprises that you're seeing coming up for awards um Nothing so far, and you know, I feel like there hasn't been a buzz on this particular Emmy season no. in comparison to other seasons. And I feel like the host, everyone's like, "Who's the host again?" Like, no one can remember that it's Colin Jost and Michael Shea, who are from Saturday Night Live. Right. Like, if you're not watching Saturday Night Live, these hosts are not on the radar. Yeah, why are they using them? Well, here's the other option. Usually, they use. Their late night host was Jimmy Fallon, but the Tonight Show's not doing that well. No, um, he's still sort of suffering that whole Trump backlash thing, which has been going on for two years now. <clears> so <throat> I think that they just felt like this was the option. And Lauren Michaels, of course, is exec producing, so of course oh. he's going to choose one of his kids. You know. Well, I don't know. I, I, the stuff I've been seeing on social media is just that people are just really tired of um, award shows. They're, they think they're mismanaged. They're too long. They don't like the politics. It, I don't know. Why are no one's learning anything out there? <laughs> they're all offended yeah, that they and don't I mean, win. But it's still a big moneymaker, though, for the entertainment industry in that the red carpet kills it. So oh. red carpet... In terms of fashion, jewelry, the viewership, it's all there. Okay. The following two hours are just kind of like the things that follow. Um, and so, of course, you're not going to do away with award shows. I do think that someone could reinvent the award show. I don't know exactly what that means, but I think that you could do some things faster. You could do things funnier. You could do things better. Maybe not take yourself so seriously. Um but we all know that Hollywood loves a good acceptance speech. So they like to self-congratulate. That's true. <laughs> you know, I, I will tell you, though, Colin Jost is a very talented guy. He's a very nice guy. I've, been, I've talked to him a few times. A very pleasant guy, hell of a talent. So I, he might be really good at it. He, he absolutely might be. And, hey, he's dating Scarlett Johansson, so he's got a great date for the Emmys. So right. we get that on the red carpet. That's always good. Yeah. But I think um, – I do think that the, the country's divided. Hollywood has its own opinion on what's happening. We are going to get some political speeches. Handmaid's Tale is probably going to win some awards again, and that is a very politically driven show, even though it doesn't necessarily take place in the America we know. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I don't know how we're going to get around it. I would love 
not a single Trump reference. That would be amazing to me. Because uh, I, wouldn't I that be refreshing? Yeah. Yeah. That would be wonderful. Now, I, I, since I looked at the box office, uh, top ten in the box office, I wanted to talk to you about this since about 4 o'clock this morning. Do they make any good movies anymore? Is that possible? <laughs> it, it is if you've seen Crazy Rich Asians. Horrible. I saw it with you. It was not oh, horrible. The movie is horrendous. It was, yeah. No, it was great. Ish. I liked it. Look, I think the lead, I, the two leads, the male lead and the female lead, are both very good. After that, oh, and I, and I like uh, Ken Jeong, too. I thought he was funny. But it's basically. You are un-American. No, not un American. <laughs> that movie is nothing more than a repeat from every rich person movie in the 70s. Oh, There's yeah. nothing that was, new. But that's not what it's about. That but that's not point. what it's about, though. Yeah. What's it about? I mean, here's the thing. First of all, representation. This is the first Asian and Asian American cast we've seen since Joy Luck Club, which is ridiculous. Which that is fine, went by but that's got nothing happened. to do with it. I don't care who stars in movies. I'm not who? racist like you. I think you... <laughs> I'm not racist. <laughs> I, thought, I, liked it. I paid for it. I actually wanted to make sure that this movie did well, so I slapped down my $17 instead of going to a press screening, which I can't see it for free, because I felt like, here's the other thing, too, and this is a really good point for all of us who are tired of action movies. Yeah, I understand that. Supporting a film like this is important because it gave us some great counter-programming this summer. Um, The rom-com, which everyone said the genre is dead, is back, and I love a good rom-com, so Mm -hmm. I felt like this was a a smartly done one. I also felt like it was a love letter to Singapore. Anyone else want to book a trip there? Totally. I I totally wanted to go right after the movie. I'm like, I have to see this place. Horrendous. (laughs) Yeah. No. Okay. Well, Catherine and I are going on a trip to Singapore. Tom Bernard's going to pay for it. (laughs) Okay, that's good. Apparently, I'm paying for everything right now. I I will tell you. Here's a question I have for both of you. Then, Uh, have you, Andy? You haven't seen Crazy Rich Agents. Nope. And you haven't seen it either yet. Mm, I have no ambition to see it. Okay. Here's the problem I, I don't have. Really watch movies. You guys have no romantic soul. Explain the difference to me between Crazy Rich Asians and Cinderella. It's the exact same is story. It, is well, it like Slumdog Millionaire? Isn't that no, what the? No, uh, not that. Uh, no, no. I mean, it it's was Cinderella. definitely you know commoner. You know, meets extra special rich guy that has everything going on. Like in on. Cinderella. But that's a, just a rom-com There were theme. no mice. No. There were no mice. There, there were mice. mice. Just, no fairy godmothers. <laughs> you didn't pay attention. There were mice. But anyway, here's the problem I have. <laughs> I went along with it and said, you know, this is basically Cinderella. I really hope they don't pull a she's a bad person at the end and the Wicked Witch of the West turns out to be your mother. Not intentionally. But there had to be the twist at the end when where the average girl is even worse than that she's a daughter of a strumpet i mean come on it's, well, you have to, it's a you have horrible to version of cinderella but no but it, that, it was all culturally i think it was culturally appropriate because the, those family ties i understand that i don't have any problem with it, asian culture yeah, it, at all it's and also huge was, they didn't and they didn't make her like cleaning the house for the stepsisters they no. made her a very successful economics professor yeah, yeah. and someone who whose mother had immigrated to the country and done extremely well, which right. I think is, is an important message, too. What's the message? That you can come to America legally and do well. 
if you work hard. The only message not that I get. American dream. Not yeah. a le- lot of Asians swimming over here. No. No. Be t- pr- no. kind of hard. Has anyone ever swum across the Pacific? <laughs> I'm thinking not. How about the? No, I'm pretty sure <laughs> that's never so. happened. Yeah. It's a little too far. I will tell you this: I, well, the timing of it is unbelievable. When we find out that Harvard University has been basically uh, stacking the deck against Asians. Well, yeah, we've known that for like 30 years. I know, but they finally admitted it. We just, no, no one cared. The the timing of it is unbelievable how how they they, they have the table stacked, the chip stacked against Asians at Harvard University. Mm -hmm. You phony bastards. There's nobody worse than you. (laughs) Kind of true. (laughs) Well, there's nobody worse. $35 billion is the last I heard they had in there. Any... Entity that receives that much government money shouldn't yes. be allowed to racially discriminate. No, exactly. Like a bakery or a church or whatever, fine. But not something that receives billions of dollars in government aid. I agree. That's true. That is the that's New England in a nutshell too. I will hope that much. I grew up there. <laughs> well that's nice. It's true though. I think that I think that New England which is interesting because let's, let's talk Massachusetts specifically because that's where I'm from. But Massachusetts, Democratic state, you know, first, first state to have gay marriage, marriage equality, all that good stuff. But at the same time, it's such a segregated state. Yeah, and I is. find that racism is like it's, a, it's an undercurrent. Like you don't talk about it, but it's definitely there. And for me, like moving to New York City right after high school was the greatest thing for me because I was like, this is awesome. Because I grew up in a place where it's just like everything was, you know, segregated by your race. And oftentimes segregated even by religion. Well, Well, New York can be like that. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of people that don't leave their neighborhoods. And you have to remember that in Boston they segregate by neighborhood, which my neighborhood did do. I will tell you that. Uh, You know, it's not as well known because the area in North Minneapolis is a lot smaller than, you know, the townies and 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 the southies in in Boston, but yeah, to tell you the truth, if you weren't Catholic or Black or Jewish in the neighborhood in which I grew up in, and by the way, each person, each group lived in their own neighborhood, and then they kind of blended together later. But if you didn't come from their neighborhood, they wanted nothing to do with you. That's a fact. And uh, at the end of that tale comes the fact that there are so many people because I I made it. Out of the neighbor, and I, didn't, I don't mean I still love North Minneapolis. I love it. We don't. We live about a mile from there, so I still love the area. But there are so many people that hate my guts because I was successful. It's unbelievable. It's amazing. So it happens everywhere. It does. I think it happens it everywhere. It's unbelievable. All right, I'm going to quickly run the top ten by you, and you pick out. There's one movie in here that I liked out of the ten. And the, the rest, I think, okay, you got number 10 is Mile 22, which is a complete stiff. I don't even know what that is. Did you ever see that, Kristen? Is it like eight mile? Nope. No. <laughs> but three times better? <laughs> I, I don't know. Eminem, what, the sequel. <laughs> yeah, Eminem, yeah, exactly. Eminem, the sequel. It made $3.5 million yep. in its third weekend. Mm-hmm. That's not, well, it's not good. Mark Wahlberg. Mark or... Wahlberg. He's kind of hit the wall, hasn't he? Yeah, I think so. I like the guy. It's too bad. Uh, number nine, Black Klansman has done well. $15 million to make it. It's made $38 million. But I already saw the Dave Chappelle version. I don't want to see it again. <laughs> the Dave Chappelle version will never be topped by anybody ever. No, that was brilliant. It was brilliant yeah. comedy. That was amazing. 
Then we get to the Happy Time Murders. I heard that's the one of the worst movies ever made. It looks pretty oh, horrible. Oh, the one with Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. Oh, and the oh, puppets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know that looks horrible. Mm-hmm. What do you think? What do you think, <laughs> so Kristen? Yeah. I, you know, it's one of those things. When I saw it originally, the trailer, I'm like, this could be kind of fun, but it's just such a big mess, and it's one of those things. Melissa McCarthy either has like an A movie or an F movie. She There's does. No yeah. in between with her. Yep, it's true. Well, I mean. Taking, like, you know, cute things and putting them in bad situations is so, you know, 2002 yeah, it's been done to teenage death. humor. It's, yeah. I don't under, I, it really, that's like one thing that really, like, creeps me out is to see puppets act like a do adult thing yeah i know because we're so used to like sesame yeah. street and everything right. and yeah that's like, the whole you, idea they're trying to like subvert your expectations yeah. but all it does is but just you don't like it wasn't there like a scene where mm-hmm. um i don't want to sound gross but it was kind of like the puppet was having sexual relations with another puppet oh, and like God. puppet sex yeah, <laughs> that's nice. And it was like yeah, all of really a sudden, apparently nice. you're pro puppet sex. Okay, this is about the only description oh, I. <laughs> because of Avenue Q, have you seen the show, the Broadway show Avenue Q? No. Oh, it's so good and so funny, and so that's why I was like, "Yes, puppet sex." <laughs> well, no, but then all of a sudden puppet it was like sex. silly string was shooting all over the room, uh, and that's about the only description uh, I saw that in the trailer. Uh, I'm like, "This is horrendous," and I feel like I need to go home and shower. It uh, just felt dirty. I understand completely. Okay, that's legit. There was no silly string in uh, Avenue Q. It was no, like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's good. They, they didn't go that far. Well, that's good. Number seven is a movie called Alpha. I don't even know what that is, but it's a stiff. After three weeks, it has made $27 million. It yeah. cost $51 million to make. What is Alpha? I don't even know. Nobody, Nobody even knows. <laughs> By no. Studio Treasure 8, no? whoever that is. Studio 8. Uh, it looks like, well, let's see, Alpha. It appears, to be a, it appears to be a movie about a wolf. Oh, I thought it was a couch from Ikea. I wasn't sure. Alpha. There you go. Well, Alpha is a, um, uh, like, hanging system. prehistoric path. System. Yeah, a young man struggles to return home after being separated from his tribe during a buffalo hunt. Oh, Finds God. a similarly lost wolf companion and starts a friendship that would change humanity. Uh, oh, is this like the story of how dogs came to be, I'm guessing? Yep. yep, it is. It is, yep. It's yep. how dogs came to be. All right, before we move on to a quick break here, Chris and I have to, every time I see the word alpha, I think of my mother making a reference to her youth, and I will never forget this as long as I live. She said, you know, back before I met your father, I dated a couple of really great guys, and, you know, I, I look back, and I'm certainly glad that you're here, but I don't know, your dad and I didn't really work out too well. I dated one guy. He was just a dream. And I said, what was his name? Well, his name was Alphonse Konitsko. <laughs> I'm like, what? That sounds like a, uh, an auto part. You could have been Tom Konitsko. <laughs> I, mean, I could have been Tom Konitsko. Tommy K, they would have called me. Napa Auto Parts is highest competitor. <laughs> exactly. I, I, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he was a great guy and all the rest of it. But, I mean, all the people where she came from had these odd names. Was un- We have six more movies to go, and we'll be right back more with Kristen Burt, live from Hollywood, Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard here with the founder and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski, who's here to talk about a great service and an app that you can get and use from North American Banking Company called XCheck. 
Tom, it's a payment app we developed. We wanted a simple application that was safe and secure, easy to use, and a way in which you could pay the kid who cuts your grass, shovels your snow, way you could split a dinner check without having to exchange cash, without having to write a check. The app processes the payment, puts it right into the receiver's account literally the same day. It's free to our customers. It's safe, secure, and easy to use. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, celebrating 20 years of providing a better banking experience. Check out nabankco.com slash KQ for more about XCheck. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. Mike is a disaster. Now, wait a minute. You better cut out that. <laughs> Tommy. <laughs> Tommy, 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 Tommy. Did you know that about 60% of people over the age of 60 are starting to experience cloudy, blurry, or dim vision due to cataracts? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years, but did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery? Yes, indeed, and I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age when my vision started to fade, so I called up the folks at Whiting Clinic. They helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology options so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you want to learn more about your options for cataract surgery or clearer vision, attend one of Whiting Clinic's cataract seminars. Call Whiting Clinic at 855-554-2020 to RSVP today. That's 855-554-2020 to learn more about your cataract surgery options at Whiting Clinic. Are you trying doesn't to appear see? to be playing at all anymore. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't play at all. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cassie's well, a disaster. Every time we come back from honest. any sort of it's break, I think we got, a, <laughs> we got a faulty <laughs> aux cable. That's it's all not it is. It's my fault. <laughs> God, yes. what do you hate? I'm trying. I'm trying to play music, but it's just not working. What if you take it out one connector like this off my phone? Yeah. Well, we can and try. And then I plug it in like this. Okay, let's play a little music now. Yeah. Here's let's, Cassie's let's, music. Let's try that. I like it. Yeah. Let's. No. No. <laughs> No, it didn't work. <laughs> Whatever. Never mind. We'll fix it off campus, as they say. Yeah. For Kristen real. Burt with us from Los Angeles, of course. Entertainment reporter. Turncoat who liked crazy rich Asians. But anyway. Um, I think it is a, a chick <laughs> flick for sure. You think it's a woman yeah. movie? It definitely looks like one. Yeah, I don't think too many guys would love that sh- movie. Well, if it had an original story, it'd be great. Well, if you were like... Rom-coms rarely do. If you were 25 yeah. and you hadn't seen a million rom-coms with that's, the same no, thing, that's true. you probably yeah, would that's have true. liked it. Yeah, that's probably true. You're too old to enjoy it. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's the answer right there. <laughs> oh, listen to Kristen. <laughs> Tom's in a foul mood, so I have to tease him. I just get back from work oh, and nobody no, has happened? done their job. The whole time I was gone, nobody did their job the whole 10 days. It was really annoying. Well, that's was all. everyone on vacation along with you? No. It's just some people are a pain in the ass. That's all there is to it. Well, you you know. just had to go back to work. Who wants to do that? Yeah, I had to go back to work <laughs> on top of it. How bad is that? Anyway, uh, number six movie is Disney's Christopher Robin, which I absolutely loved. But I fi- it, it made me sad as well because from what I understand, nobody under 20 in no one's life under 20 years old does Winnie the Pooh even matter anymore. No. It's really Yeah, sad. it's kind of true. Winnie the Pooh is so cute. I know. <laughs> I know. It's phenomenal. And it's still um, Jim Cummings, which is interesting. Yeah, it is, yeah. He's still at it. 
yes. he's still at it. But I loved it. I thought Christopher Robin was very, very sweet. I thought that Ewan McGregor was fantastic in that I was movie. a little bit disappointed that they didn't point out what Christopher Robin's life really did become. Yeah, that's true. Sad? Um, well, the kid. The I, mean, I mean, the kid. Yeah. yeah very sad. <laughs> that's yeah, the sequel. that he was, you know, kind of a mess. <laughs> yeah. Well, they also already covered that part. And what was it? Finding Christopher Robin? Yeah. What was the other one called? Just, Farewell, oh, yeah. Christopher Robin. I think they should have. I, I don't know. I think they should have at least alluded to how his life turned out, personally. But I still like the movie. Then there's the number five movie is a movie about my radio career, Operation Finale. Hopefully it'll come sooner rather than later. Honestly, God, are you trying to get fired or are you people, trying to retire? People are such a pain in the ass right now. It's unbelievable. I can't even tell you. I don't know what's going on in the world. There was a, I was sent an, an email. Uh, or no, I'm sorry, it wasn't an email. Well, it was emailed to me. Oh, was it? No, actually, it was a text message. From a woman. <laughs> okay. This person posted... <laughs> This person posted a message on Facebook. Or was it a smoke signal? And I can't even identify the woman, to tell you the truth. But she said she's become really socialist. That's how she typed it up. Yeah. So it said really socialist. She's gotten to the point where she thinks, she absolutely 100% believes that everybody in America should live a comfortable life whether they work or not. I'll sign up. Mm. Yeah, I agree too, but I don't know where we're going to find the well, infinite all, pot of gold. Yeah, what happens if when everybody quits working because they're so comfortable? Well, it's, it's something I'd like to point out to this woman. Uh, do you have lights in your house? Because you won't. Do you have heat or air conditioning? Because you won't have that either. Yeah. Somebody has to be at work to provide that to you, you oh, they, dumbass. Are you saying they won't come fix our air conditioner just out of the kindness of their no, heart? No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> no one would work. If Maybe. you lived a comfortable life without working, wouldn't you do that in a minute? Yes. Mm, well, yeah. But then you could barter. You could give them dinner to fix your air conditioner. No, I no. Think... I already have my meal supplied. Well, yeah, that's true. Uh, so you don't, you oh, know, yeah, if it's socialism, yeah. yeah. I have a quick question. But how are you going to get your food if no one's working? Yeah, if no one's planting seeds, Kristen how are you going to get anything Bert to eat? will have to give it to us. Yep, it's true, Kristen. <laughs> Do you know approximately when Grandma dated Alphonse? Alphonse Kanitsko? Would it have been around, like, the late, the late 30s, probably. Yeah, there he you, is. You, you found him? Alphonse Konitsko? Private first class oh, Alphonse Konitsko. Died in World War II. Oh, oh Alphonse died in World War II. Oh, he was. <laughs> yeah, he was part of the um, oh, 504th no. Parachute Infantry Regiment. Yep, that's the guy. That's unbelievable, Andy. You found him. Yeah, he died in 1944 in World War II. Oh. Well, wait, 1944. I'm disappointed. World War II, yeah. Yeah. The end of World War II. That's too bad. He, How old was he, like 20 years old? 24. 20, 24. Oh. Yeah, he was the same age as my mother then. Yeah, so that's too bad. That's why she was reminiscing about Alphonse no, Konitsko. Alphonse died. That's terrible. You know, maybe she told me that before, and I just blocked it out because it was too sad. <laughs> well, we've we've uh, we yeah there yeah he's buried at Christ the King Catholic Cemetery in Browerville, Minnesota. Wow. She yep, was that's, that's where my mom was born. We've we've closed the um, we got closure for Alphonse. Oh, God. paratrooper killed in Holland. Holland. Well, yeah, they were bombing. The I guess. Out of Holland. Well, they were bombing the entirety of yeah, Europe, basically. Exactly. Wow. That, well, that's great. Now I feel much better. I was, you know, kind of feeling down when I got here. Now I feel much much better knowing that Alphonse <laughs> died at 24. Well, a lot of people died in World War II, unfortunately. Yeah, they did. It's unbelievable. What a story, though. Well, thanks for finding that, Andy. That's great. 
Uh, Operation Finale, what is that? <laughs> no one knows? Uh, well, I was like, no? I no, I didn't see that one either. What are all these It grossed $7 million, so it clearly isn't that big of a deal. No, it's, it's not going to make money. Operation Finale. Oh, that's when they, they, they're trying to find Eichmann, isn't it? Um. Yes. Yeah, they're trying to find Eichmann. Uh, enough with the Nazi stuff, yeah, okay? Yeah, I'm kind of sick of Nazis. God. Yes, we know the Nazis were horrible. But did you know this, Kristen Burt and Cassie and Andy? Catherine and I went to the cliff dwellings in, uh, in Manitou Springs, Colorado. We were hiking in the mountains all week. Had a wonderful time doing it, by the way. But there was a saying... As you entered it, it was a Hopi saying, and I wish. Could you try to find this Hopi saying, Andy? It's something like, "We are all, we are all one human race. We need to learn how to live together and live as one." It's something like that. It's a Hopi uh, tribe saying, the Hopi Indians. Um, I think. But there was a picture of a chief. It looked he looked like a chief anyway. There's a picture of a chief, and there was a swastika above his head. Remember that, Catherine? Yeah. There was a swastika yeah, that, over his that, head. That's it's a like symbol a tumbleweed of, or something. No, it's a symbol of peace in a lot of different religions. It is. Oh yeah. wait, no, it was no. For there, I think it was, it was a rolling wind. river or something. Wasn't Either it? rolling river or the wind. Oh, it's just a coincidence. Because I know in a lot of Asian cultures, the swastika well, is the broken ends or whatever, or bent ends, the little yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, technically, unless it's been diagonalized or whatever, it's not the Nazi thing. It's the. Uh, Eastern Asian no, thing. As soon as we went up there, Dad says, "Why is there a swastika up there?" Exactly. Hasn't anybody noticed? I'm like, I don't know. but it was not a swastika. It was a. No. It was either a rolling river or the wind or something like that. I can't remember. Is it? We are the ones we have been waiting for. No, because no. there's that. The Hopi. Well, read that one. Uh, okie dokie. Let's see. No, it has something to do with we are just one human race. It was really a good saying. Oh, it's like a speech, so. <coughs> oh, it's a speech? It could right. take a while. No, it's fine. Don't don't worry about it then. I just, it was very nice sentiment, though. We are one human race. We need to learn to live together and live in peace. It was just a very touching saying. And Tip this, of the cap to the, the Hopi cave Indians. dwellings or whatever you said? Cave, cave yeah, the dwellings, Manitou. Yeah. Two the cave Manitou. Dwellings. She still says Manitou after well, a week of being Because it looks like two. T-O-U. So, Kristen, you 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 like uh, the Olympics and you like great athletes and all that stuff, right? I do. I got to tell you a story. There's a thing in Manitou Springs called the incline, and I was thinking about doing it, but oh. then Catherine's brother said you do not want to do that because you're not completely mm-hmm. adjusted to the thinner air and the height. The altitude oh. sickness will kill you if you try to do that. Yeah. I'm really sensitive mm-hmm. to it's it. It's 68% wow. grade in some spots. 68%. Which means you're oh crawling God. up a staircase on all fours. Yep, like Fawn. Exactly. <laughs> like Fawn does at home. Sweating, thinking about that. I know, and there's no there's no railing or anything. It used to nope. be a, a you fall, a radar, you're yeah. dead. Yeah, you is. fall off this, you're dead. That's all there is to it. So here's the best part, though. So I said, well, if I did do it, how long would it take me? And they said, well, the average person takes about an hour and fifteen minutes to go up this thing, and that's if they're mm-hmm. not if they're used to the altitude and if they're used to the thin air and all the rest of it. I'd need a picnic. It takes an hour and fifteen minutes. The uh, record by an Olympic athlete named Apollo Ono. You re- remember him? 
I love Apollo Ono. Oh, I thought you did. You, you and I have talked about that before. He uh, set the record at 20 minutes. Pretty quick. <laughs> the average person doesn't know. That makes yeah. sense. But, I mean, my God, you go from an hour, 15-minute average to 20 minutes? Good God. You should see this thing. Walk in the park for him. It would literally be like. Think about it. Sea skaters own close to the ice, too. Yeah. Yeah. If you had to crawl up. Yeah. Do it fast. So what's the tallest building in Los Angeles? Probably the Transamerica building. And do you know how many stories it is? I don't. Uh, Tallest building in L.A. is the Wilshire Grand Center. How many stories? 73. 73. Oh, wait, no, the 73 is the second tallest. Well, whatever. We'll say 73. Okay, 73. So what is the average story in a building? Because it used to be 10 feet, but I think it's bigger than that now. The average height of a story, or what is considered a story in a building? Uh, 10 feet, yeah. It is 10 feet. Well, it varies. But let's say it's 10 feet, just because that's always been the accepted thing. This uh, that w- it would be like you going up the side and literally going up the side of a 270-story building. That's how severe this thing is, and I do want to do it someday, but I'm gonna have to go out there for a while. Mm. That's why I'm hoping to get fired, oh. so I could go out there and and just live out there and and climb climb mountains and stuff. It's really really cool watching people do it. It's amazing. Yeah, and you can see this trail up the side of the mountain from everywhere. From everywhere. It's, yep. It's pretty crazy. It goes straight up. It's giving me sweaty palms. Yeah, you see these <laughs> these tiny like marathon type runners, you know, with their camelbacks and yes. Oh yeah. Out at like six o'clock in the morning, they they go over and start doing it at six a.m. That's I mean, it's quite a fitness routine, I'm guessing. Yeah, I would imagine so. Now, Kristen, you get ready for a nice laugh on me. You ready? You turncoat. I can't wait. I'm ready. Okay, so we get out there, and I, as you know, just lost ninety two point five pounds. I just over the last six months, I've lost a bunch of weight. So we get out there, and the first day, we Catherine goes about six miles, and I hike about ten miles in the mountain. Next morning, I get up and I weigh myself at the hotel, and I've lost seven or eight, even I think maybe nine pounds. I'm like, oh my God, I got to watch what I'm doing here because I can't lose that much weight in one day of the thin air and the altitude and all the rest of it. So I got to eat more. So I started eating more. Every day, I lost more weight. Every day, I lost at least another pound. Uh, when I got on the scale in, uh, in Manitou Springs, the last day, I weighed 218 which for me is rail thin, 218. I get back here into town. Next morning, I get up and weigh myself on my home scale. I weighed 236. <laughs> so I actually gained, I gained like 10 pounds. And I hiked. too much on vacation. Because I, I, was, I was told and I was convinced you've got to get used to the air, you'll get altitude sickness, and you've got to eat enough if you're going to work out that hard. Well, thanks. <laughs> thanks a lot. Yeah, two, I went from 225 to 236, so I actually gained like 11 pounds. Good God. Laugh it up, sister. I, know, I heard now you. Now you have to work out extra hard. I know. Yes, no. Like, congratulations yes. for losing so much weight. But that's, I, you know what? That's, that's a big hurdle. But nobody yeah. told me that you weigh 10, like 10 or 5% less at that altitude than you do on at 700 feet. I like that. So basically... 
uh, for me, that would right now be about 12 and a half pounds, 5% of my body weight, because I weighed, this morning I weighed myself at 234, so I did lose a couple of pounds since we've been back, but I didn't know that was true, but gravity, when you're that high up in the mountains, gravity does not have the same effect on your body as it does at sea level. So I didn't know it did that, so I, I wish I'd have known that the first day. I, I probably should have weighed myself that night. Because from now on, I'll know. I'll tell you that. I can guarantee you. I'll, so yeah, just I'll remember don't weigh that. yourself on vacation anyway. It's vacation. Well, yeah, but I was trying to, you know, we were doing so much working out and all that stuff. Yeah, I thought, oh, I haven't even bothered. <laughs> you haven't bothered yet? <laughs> I'm not going to bother until next Well, that's good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll take a break. Kristen, you have another another segment in you? Sure. Well, Kostaki is on hold. Well, I know, but we can have them both on the same time, can't we? Sure. We can. Okay, we'll be right back with Kostaki and Kristen Burt, who loves to stab me in the back. It's typical. Right back. <laughs> Tom Bernard Show. John, I just got another complaint about our delivery service. Oh, not again. Yep, we have to do something about our courier service. You know, they're a reflection of us. What happened now? Well, you know that one driver that has the dog that rides with him? Uh Uh-huh. Well, when he got out of his truck to deliver our package, his dog got out and delivered, well, uh, his own package, if you know what I mean. That's it. I want you to call... Priority Courier Experts, because you know they've got more than 500 drivers. And tell them we need... A professional, reliable courier service. And make sure they have internet order entry and real-time tracking you know i had priority courier experts account rep in here about a month ago and who knows how many accounts we could have serviced better if we had just signed up and started using the twin cities largest most reliable on-call courier service what's that number because the next package is going with priority courier experts already dialing 651-748-4477 priority courier experts can we help you can you ever priority courier experts every time you call us we deliver Tony Price from the Gold Star Ride Foundation here. I wanted to share a story from the road. Since you already know about Gold Star families being those left behind when somebody's killed in the military, and you already know those people died for your freedom. So I woke up in a cheap motel somewhere in the mountains, and I shared stories with the manager. As I was leaving, a maid who had been listening, and her name is Shorty, ran out to ask me if she could donate. I said yes, and I tried to donate $30 with a credit card. It didn't work, and we made arrangements to meet at a coffee shop a block away after she went to an ATM. I got coffee and invited the people at the coffee shop to talk on our documentary, which they agreed to do. Then they made me pay for the coffee. It wasn't much, but still, when I turned around, there was the maid, Shorty, who handed me a $20 bill saying she couldn't donate 30 because she only had 20 Made me feel sorry for the young women in the coffee shop who couldn't come up with $4 for my coffee. Thank you, Shorty. Goldstarride.org. We'll just say bumper music, bumper music. <laughs> I'm walking on sunshine well. I wish. It's I'll so gloomy it outside. It's really gloomy. It's raining. It's almost as gloomy as having Kristen and Kostaki on at the same time. That's yeah. pretty gloomy. Yeah, we have two upbeat people on a gloomy Tuesday. Yeah, What's... you guys are both upbeat. What yeah, are we going to do? We hate you. <laughs> I'm delivering you some LA sunshine. Thank Do you. you no, Kristen and Kostaki, you ever work together? No. God, well, you'd, you'd, on this show. you'd really like each other. You're very. Okay, now don't take this personally, but you're both very pleasant, nice people. Wait, can you hear each other even? Yeah. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. <laughs> well, we aren't set up for you to hear each other, so I guess they, uh, they so are over at. We're pleasant. 
We're pleasantly waiting for our cue. Okay. Mm. And now it's time for Kostaki and Kristen. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, we're out of music today. We're just yeah. fresh out. No, we, we got a bunch of new equipment, so that's good. Uh, we like to upgrade the equipment, but, but it, it never always, works. The, the first day it never works the first day. That's just how it is. There's no question about that. So, you know. That's how it is. Um, no, Kristen works out in, in uh, Los Angeles. She's a Hollywood entertainment reporter and big shot out there. Kostaki Economopoulos, an expert on comedy and acting and football and sponge diving and all kinds of stuff. I'm moving to L.A. myself next week. What? You didn't tell oh, me that. I know. What? I know. It sort of came uh, came quickly, so uh, here we are. We're well, packing up our stuff in New York City, and we're going to Hollywood. And moved to Beverly? <gasps> yes, yes, sir. The Beverly yes, Hillbilly sir. starring Kostaki Economopoulos. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, you missed his Southern cue. Greek Hillbilly. You missed the cue. Because you said you're moving suddenly. Why are you moving suddenly? Uh, my kid's mama got a job. Well, not you. We're That's uh, nice. And I yeah, was thinking right. it was you, and you're going to give us a big scoop, a big exclusive. No, not not for me. I'll be uh, I'll be having the same job. I just have to get up way earlier to do oh, it. That's oh, right. that's Damn right. Poor bastard. <laughs> 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 now, Kristen, we know you're comedians right. don't like to get up early. Kristen, are you a Patriots uh, fan? Uh, I'm not really a football fan in general. Well, after Kostaki's done, you will be, because his take on it's football is a lot. <laughs> yes. Where's the Falcons? Yes, exactly. I mean, I'm from Massachusetts, so, you know, if I have to root for a team, why not Tom Brady? Because everyone else hates him, so. I love Tom Brady. I'm more of a Celtics fan. <laughs> Tom, Brady, Tom Brady's mother and my mother were born in the same town of about 200 people. Well, Browerville, Minnesota. They both they hit Tom Brady's mother. If your name is Tommy B, your mother was born in Browerville. That's all I know. <laughs> it all works out in the end. So, Kostaki, what's the latest? Well, first real NFL football starts this week, Thursday night. Eagles, Falcons, the surprise Super Bowl winners against the surprise Super Bowl losers. <laughs> <laughs> there is that. The good news, my Falcons' first opponent will have uh, will have to start their backup quarterback. The bad news, he's the reigning Super Bowl MVP. That's right. That's a pretty good backup. <laughs> the, That's not bad. This first game is green against red. That's a real F you to the colorblind, isn't it? <laughs> the first game. <laughs> pretty much true, <laughs> yes. Start. So big trade this week. The Raiders dealt Khalil Mack to the Bears. Max signed for huge money yeah, at he Chicago instead of making that move to Las Vegas, which is good. You never want to be in Las Vegas with over $100 million. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. That's true. That's this a is, very good point. This is the biggest move to Chicago since Balky. Huh? Balky? Balky? Strangers comedy, everybody. Oh, my God. I don't know what this means. I love Balky. <laughs> Balky moose. What? And no, I'm not related. <laughs> not. Are you sure? She goes, I love Balky. Are you sure? Are you sure? This weekend we had another key player, uh, Jarek McKinnon, tore his ACL in a non-contact injury. The NFL is now obsessed with helmet contact, but the bigger problem seems to be this whole air-to-knee contact. That seems to be where everything goes wrong. 
Maybe Kaepernick wasn't protesting at all. He was just protecting one knee from the air. Yeah, it might have been. You might have to explain that Catherine has this look on her face like, what the hell is I'm he like, talking about? I'm like, is this about? funny? I don't know. <laughs> I can't tell. <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. That's a good cut line for my career. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? <laughs> is this funny? I don't know. I don't know if it's funny We got some new rules in the NFL this year. The catch rule. They eliminated the need to, quote, survive the ground, so that's good. Uh, unless you're a parachuter, then that's still your number one goal. Right. Uh, the helmet rule, it's now a foul if a player lowers his head to initiate contact. My wife is 5'3", so I am always lowering my head to initiate contact. <laughs> yes, I would imagine. How tall are you? Sometimes. I'm just 6'1", plus big Greek hair. <laughs> Okay, never mind. <laughs> now, I'm really glad it wasn't Kristen that said that. I'm 6'1", but really big Greek hair. Big Greek hair. <laughs> that would have been really good. <laughs> and it all work out. Are you 5'3", as well? Funny. Yeah, I'm 5'3". Me too. Shorties. I know. I think, yeah. I, was, I, think I was 5'3 when I was in like 6th grade. No, 5th right. grade. I was in 5th grade when I was 5'3". And then my voice dropped too, and when I was 11, so no more trick or treating for me, you bastard. There's a man at our front door. Yeah. Trick or treat. Yeah, that's good, uh, mister. Hit the road. <laughs> well, seriously, I was like 5'11, and my voice dropped when I was 11 years old, so I was like, get the hell away from my door, mister. It's like, I'm a right. kid. Except I went, I'm a, what do you mean, I'm a kid? Why are you I'm kicking me out? Well, yeah, if you talk like that, then like an axe murderer. I wouldn't yeah, like handy axe. either. It's true. So we got the Vikings taking on, on Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm not real happy oh, about that. Oh, that's right. I'm not, that's, that's scary. He has never lost a game as a, a starter. That is scary. That team's starting to look good in they San are. Francisco. Yep, they are. Um, and that, that division you're in is pretty good, too. The Packers locked up Aaron Rodgers four more years. Yeah, for 135 Cheesehead hearts million. are swelling, which is a problem. Cheesehead hearts don't need any more pressure. <laughs> well, that's true. Uh, Rodgers signed the biggest contract in NFL history last week. Four years. Might be a total of $180 million when it's all over. <gasps> oh. Yikes. Although 10% of that goes to that dog who rides around with him in the truck. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that's good. Oh, good doggy. <laughs> Browns linebacker Michael Kendricks was charged with insider trading. I what? saw These that. These guys are making so much money now. They're shifting to white-collar crime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's either domestic abuse or white-collar crime now. That's all I got. Yeah, it seems like wow. this is the first time anyone involved from the, with the Browns has made money off a trade ever. <laughs> That's when true. he gets out of jail, he should be named general manager. <laughs> I agree. And this story, I don't know if you saw this, Richie Incognito. Oh, God. Goodness. Oh, God. He was arrested after threatening to shoot people at his father's funeral home. Oh. Yes. When, they, when he insisted on cutting his dad's head off so he could research what was inside. <laughs> well, uh... at least the story didn't take a dark turn. No, not at all. Uh... That's a family tale. Yeah, I think Richie might have CTE and yeah. WTF. Uh, <laughs> He's got them both. He for sure has WTF. Uh. 
This is less hard knocks and more Stephen King. <laughs> hey, remember all those people who called Jen- Jonathan Martin a wuss for being afraid of Richie Incognito? Yes. I think some apologies are in order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got that right. You this got guy's that right. Terrifying. Man. And finally, the Saints traded for Teddy Bridgewater, which oh, always God. sounds to me like a nickname for Ted Kennedy. Oh, man, that's cold. Oh, I got got your last three jokes. Well done. Oh, excellent. What are you doing? What do you think you're doing with getting his last three jokes? That's just terrible. Progress. It is progress. Wear a red shirt on Thursday. That's all I ask. Good God. All right, pal. So you're going to be on, now you're going to be on every week. On Mondays, right? Every week, if you'll have me. We'll, we'll compare no. uh, notes on our favorite teams. And You know what I love about this is that you don't come on here until noon, which is at least 10 o'clock in the morning in L.A., so you've been up for a while. <laughs> so that's good news. That's true. That'll be yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I'm, I'm so screwed, man. An 8, a, eight o'clock in the morning call for, to the East Coast is oh, happening at 5 a.m. in Los 5 Angeles. 5 a.m. Ugh. Ugh. What station are you on in Los Angeles? Um, I was with Heidi and Frank for a little while, but they oh, shifted sort of formats. They so did. I don't, I don't have formats. an L.A. home yet, but well, maybe got, once I get there, yeah, I can Kristen. Uh, reassess. Yeah, Kristen, take care of that. <laughs> well, me and I can start our own morning show. It would be perfect. Oh, Kristen and Kostaki. I like it. Great. I'd listen to that morning show. I absolutely would. You do some Hollywood stuff. I'll do some football stuff. we got the full range. I covered. know. I'll come on and what complain. Stuff, I'll go, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I know. God. And you'll do Hollywood and Broadway references, and I'll be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it would be the greatest show ever. <laughs> it would be the greatest show ever. Kristen and Kostaki on the radio. Yeah, you'd both have to explain My everything. My newest Hollywood reference was Perfect Strangers today. That shows you where I am <laughs> in the Hollywood news. I go back 35 years. <laughs> That's wonderful. I'm doing Ted Kennedy jokes. That's where I am in the pop culture. Bronson Pinchot. <laughs> Bronson Pinchot. That was Balky. That's exactly right. Oh, Bronson Pinchot. Right. That's right. Oh, God. Balky from Post. All right, Kostaki, we'll... <laughs> The ratings are going to be through the roof for our morning show. They, I would. I told you, I would listen. I absolutely would listen to that show. There's no question about it. Who we got out? Who's at? Who's at KLOS now? Who does the morning show at KLOS? Because that's, I think, our radio station out there. Oh, I don't know. I'm like, hook me up, Tom. Make no Ryan Seacrest. I oh I'm like, I know Ryan in the morning show. You know, before Carson you leave, Carson Daly does a morning show. Carson Daly does. Mark and Brian. Mark stayed after Brian left, and then he eventually left too. And he left too. I haven't yeah. kept up. Oh, and exactly Ellen right. Kay. Ellen Kay has a big uh, morning show too because she left Ryan Seacrest and moved over to whatever the Light FM station is here. I heard that Kelly oh. Ripa is quitting the show because of him. Really? Apparently, no one can work with him. He's one of the biggest jerks in Hollywood, from what I understand. Yeah. Did you know that? Kristen, that, that Kelly Ripa's leaving the uh, talk show? Is that official, or are you making an announcement? I'm not making How you dare you accuse rumors. me of spreading vicious rumors about people? <laughs> well, how are Kevin and Bean doing? Are they still doing well out there? That's a good question. I think so. I'll have to catch up on all the like L.A. They news. Buzz that they, used to, but... they don't have the buzz they used to? Yeah. Okay, well, around. I got to figure out. Are Heidi and Frank the ones that work at KLOS? I don't know. I have no idea. Heidi, Good question. 
Uh, they've jumped around so much, Heidi and Frank. And Frosty's back, too, isn't he? I believe he's working with them. You know, I'll tell you what. With the the, the 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 little rundown you just gave me, I might move to L.A. Christ, I'd probably have a 75 share against those lame-os. <laughs> oh, my God. We can finally meet in person, Tom. We not- <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. And then you go, God, why are you so crabby on the air all the time? You could ask me that face to face. It'd be wonderful. I have age old question. Wear your grumpy pants today. Yeah. <laughs> he never takes them off. You're both just uh, suffering. Did you add a sweater to your grumpy bed? <laughs> See, I, oh God. Yeah, this is just fantastic. What a what a thrill you working with. You can move to LA, Tom. Moving to LA. You can buy a home with two bedrooms and one bath for five million. It's such a great place to live. We could close with this. I information i when i was at capital i'm moving from new york city i'm I'm moving from the only city that's going to make la look reasonable as far as rents go just buy a nice nice cirque du soleil tent and you can live anywhere in la you don't have you don't have to have a house that's true (laughs) no you're gonna get walk-in closets and like a backyard it's gonna be great and if you have a kid it's gonna be amazing it is i'm excited about the climate there's poker rooms there. I got buddies in the area. That all that cool stuff. Grady's going to be begging for money in no and time. And you know what? When it's and when it's January, you can take your kid to the park without having to bundle them oh, all up. And be be nice. I'm so happy about great. that. I hate winter yeah. in New York so much. Okay, I'm going to cheer Palm all tree. of you up by telling you this. When I was at Capitol Records, I worked with a guy who lived in Santa Monica, and he had purchased the house. I think he purchased the house in 1977. I think that's right. He lived in Santa Monica. Bought the house in 1977 for $700,000. Guess how much it's oh worth today. He's been offered a, oh. an amount to buy it today. It's probably $10 million by now. 20, $20 million. Oh. That's not a bad investment. That's a pretty no. good investment. He must have a sea view. Yeah. He has to have oh, a yeah. view for oh, that yeah. kind of money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They'll pay a know. lot of money for a view. All right. Both of you behave, and then I'll talk to you both next week. Thanks so much, Tony. We'll let you know what station we wound up on. Yeah. Yeah. I'll talk to you soon, partner. Goodbye. Kristen, Bert, and Kostaki Economopolis with their own morning show in Los Angeles. It's going to be wonderful. See what we've done? Yeah, and then we'll go out there and make fun of them constantly. We'll be back. Tom Bernard Show.